Your attention, please. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Salagadula, metricabula, Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to the Disney Addicted Podcast. As always, I am Brian, and this is show number 10. I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you're getting ready for the holidays, having some fun. Hopefully, you have your Christmas tree up already. I know we do. I love putting the decorations up early. It gets me in the Christmas spirit, and man, as soon as like the Magic Kingdom is decorated for Christmas, I want to have our house decorated for uh, for Christmas. They do it right after Halloween, so that's what we do. Uh, But we have a good show for you this week, some interesting news stories, and we're going to talk about planning a trip to Disneyland. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. This just in. A Jungle Cruise skipper reports spotting the lost safari. In the news this week, some new details have come out about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's a new ride that's coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios, and it's going in the Chinese Grauman Theater. Now, in the queue of this ride, you're going to watch some old school and kind of some of the newer Mickey Mouse cartoons that have come out. And as you get on this ride, now the ride vehicles, it's going to look like a train, obviously, with the name, but they're going to mess with lighting and make it look like your train is changing colors to fit the atmosphere of the ride. And also a a new... um, some new sound effects have come out that they're going to use, like the original whistling sound effect from uh, Steamboat Willie, which is awesome. I am really looking forward to this ride. I always love when Disney does a dark ride that's not some big, fast ride. I think this is going back to Disney's roots and what I fell in love with Disney for, which is kind of a classic dark dark ride done right. See you real soon. <laughs> And next in the news, Disney has announced the name to the Ratatouille ride that is coming to the France Pavilion in Epcot. It is going to be called Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Now, if you haven't seen this ride in Disneyland Paris, go check it out. I would call it a tamer version of the Spider-Man ride at Universal, kind of like that, being 3D and you're moving around, but it's trackless. It looks so cool. I haven't had a chance to get out to Disneyland Paris myself, but if you do check out that YouTube video, it will give you a good idea what is coming to Epcot. Now, they're also coming with a new show where Impressions de France is. Uh, I shouldn't say a show, more like a movie. It's going to be a Beauty and the Beast sing-along. So I know my daughter will love that. I'm sure if you have kids, they will love that as well. So I'm looking forward to those changes coming to Epcot. And lastly in the news, a new nighttime spectacular is coming to Epcot. That's right, no more illuminations. It is going to be a celebration of Disney music, and it's going to debut in Epcot in 2020. But in the meantime, for kind of a limited engagement, we're going to get Epcot Forever, which is going to be a fireworks show going on at Epcot to kind of fill in that space, I'm sure, when they're looking to put in the celebration of Disney music. I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I hope by next summer on my next trip that this is fully in there and just see what Disney can do. I'm always amazed by Disney fireworks. Me personally, I'm not as huge of a fan as my wife is. My wife gets goosebumps and starts crying every time she sees them, but I know that that's a lot of people. It's amazing they can, you know, the heartstrings that Disney can pull when you're dealing with, you know, these explosions in the sky, but when you time them to music and you have lasers and you're surrounded by a group of people that are enjoying this, it truly creates a powerful experience. Hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Now, a lot of people I know are very comfortable taking their family down to Florida, 
and going to Walt Disney World. But not as many people are comfortable bringing their family to California and going to Disneyland. And I think there's a number of factors there. Whether wondering this is going to be, is it going to be worth it? There's only two parks. If I go to Disney World, I can have four. Or maybe feeling a little intimidated about the flight. So what I'd like to do this time is give you guys some information, kind of the key information. Now I'm coming from the East Coast about planning a Disneyland trip, what to expect, maybe the best places to stay, best places to eat. And you know what, if this kind of runs on, I don't want to create you know a half hour long episode, I'll create a couple small different episodes that someone could go through in planning a Disneyland trip. And in this, I'm hoping to inspire somebody. So maybe they say, hey, instead of going you know to Disney World this year, they go to their husband or wife or, or their partner, whoever, and say, you know, let's head to Disneyland. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, you are not going to regret that experience. Being a Disney fan, and I'm assuming you are listening to a Disney podcast like this, it, obviously it's to a lesser extent. I'm not trying to call this a religion, but it's like taking a pilgrimage, going to the place where this all started, and seeing the history, and, and walking a park that Walt created and walked himself. Because we all know Walt never got the chance to you know, walk around in Walt Disney World, but he was there in Disneyland, and I feel like the Walt's touch is truly in that park. So I hope by the end of this, I can make you guys, give you as much information as you need, you feel comfortable making that choice. So let me start off with a couple key points, I think. So first, let's talk about getting there. Now, I'm like I said, I'm coming from the East Coast, so it seems like the best airlines from kind of the New England area where I live were at one point either like Delta or United, or um, Virgin America was a company that used to fly right from the East Coast to California. Unfortunately, Virgin America kind of blended all one company with Alaska Airlines, and their rates went up a little bit, but I do recommend Alaska Airlines to go from the East Coast to California. Um, if you're up obviously in New England area, maybe you can, if you can fly out of Boston, it's easier. If you're down already in Florida, obviously flying out of MCO, I would recommend flying into LAX. I'm not a huge fan of the airport. I don't think it's the best, but it's relatively close to Anaheim where Disneyland is. And you can get some pretty cheap flights in there. When you start going into the smaller, more regional airports, number one, you're going to need a stopover to get into that airport. And you know, number two, it's going to cost a lot more money. So I would say first thing I would recommend is take a major airline right from your area that flies into LAX. It's a trap! I think knowing you have a great place to stay when you're going to a new location is incredibly comforting, right? And unfortunately, if you want to stay on Disney property in Anaheim and Disneyland, you're probably looking at $350 a night and up. So that's not in everybody's budget. That's completely understandable. If you're going to stay at one of the Disneyland hotels, you're pretty much in good hands. They're pretty well-kept-up fancy hotels, just like they, you know, the resorts at Walt Disney World. If you're looking at good neighbor hotels, I can give you a small area that I have some experience in that I know the hotels are going to be quality and you're going to enjoy your experience. And it's surprisingly maybe not where you think. I don't enjoy staying near the main gate of Disneyland. I would say look over towards the Anaheim Convention Center. There's a couple smaller resorts there. So there's a residence in there. There's a Spring Hill Suites. And there's a Hilton Anaheim there. All three of those I feel are within walking distance to 
the main gate to to get into Disneyland or California Adventure. They all, uh, two of those have free breakfast, which I really like the free breakfast there. I think you're getting quite a bit of value for what you're spending per night at these places. They're clean, they're well kept. Uh, a couple of them have pools right on the rooftop. So you, depending on what time of year you're gonna go there, you can stay in the pool on the rooftop, watch the fireworks go off at Disneyland. Um, when you start getting away from that resort convention center area, now I'm not going to say Anaheim's a bad area, but I will say there are times where if you don't stay in that kind of very surrounding area, especially if you come from a rural area and you don't live in a city, you may feel a little uncomfortable. So I would recommend staying in this kind of convention area. Um, and it's like I said, you get the free breakfast. It's a easy walk there, and you'll definitely enjoy yourself. And lastly, I'll talk about tickets. Now, when you're buying tickets to Disneyland, obviously you can't get huge discounted tickets for any sort of Disney park. So the best you can do is find the ticket that fits you. Now, let's say you told me I'm only going to be there for two days in Disneyland, man, I definitely tell you to get a park hopper so you can experience California Adventure and Disneyland Park. Now, they only sell up to a five-day ticket. So if you told me, yeah, I think I'm going to be there for five days, which I really like to do. I like to maybe have a sixth day, if possible. I mean, work, work schedule and what people can get off and everything like that. But if you can get that five to six days there, you can buy a five-day ticket. And then you don't need the park hopper. So that saves you, depending on how many people in your party, maybe three to $500 right there. Um, so I would definitely say the shorter time you're there, get the park hopper. The longer time you're there, take your time and explore each park and, and just really enjoy yourself and immerse yourself in the history of this experience. I, I, actually, I have a friend who describes Disney World as the big production and Disneyland as a hug. And that's, I, I definitely feel like that. So I hope I gave you some information to be able to plan a Disneyland vacation. I'm actually, I think I'm going to do a follow-up show to this. Uh, maybe not so as, as long or anything, but just to give you guys a few, I'm sure I forgot something, maybe some food and uh, transportation tuned from the airport or something. I'll go over that. So make sure you stay tuned. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, like I said, I hope you enjoy your holidays. If I have some gaps where I'm not posting a show, please understand. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to enjoy Thanksgiving and, and Christmas um, and hopefully traveling, seeing family and stuff like that. So I'll try to get out as many as I can. But I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And remember, have a magical day.